Schilling for Luck. This is a broadcast about Englishmen and Americans. During the next 60 minutes, you will hear Gene Kelly, Sir Aubrey Smith, Freddie Bartholomew, Lon McAllister, Shirley Temple, Ken Carpenter, Nigel Bruce, Ed Gardner, Edmund Gwen, Edna Best, Francho Tone, and Ronald Coleman. This is a presentation of Armed Forces Radio from the United States of America. Shilling for luck. What's the angle here? You just wait your turn, that's all. How long you been waiting? A little over two hours. It don't take long. You'll probably be called right away. We older fellas sometimes have to wait around a bit. I don't go for this sitting around. They want me okay if they don't, the devil with them. This is the first time you've signed on, eh? Here, yeah. I've been shipping all my life. On the lakes. This is the first time I took a jab at the Atlantic. How come? Well, they keep yelling about how they need merchant seamen. Three stokers needed. Who cares about the black gang? Why don't they call out for some ABs? Just bide your time. Say, uh, we might as well get acquainted. My name's Bill Thorpe. And I'm Simon. Jeffrey Simon. Glad to know you. My pleasure. Where you from? Liverpool. Hey, are you kidding? So am I. Is that so? You don't sound like an Englishman. I'm not. I'm from Liverpool, Ohio. What street do you live on? I come from Liverpool, England. There's two of them? Hey, they can't do that. My old man's in the Chamber of Commerce. He'll sue. Mr. Thorpe, I suspect that the British Liverpool has a slight priority over the Ohio Liverpool in the matter of age. And if there were any suit involved, I'll wager it a bit to the way around. Who cares? It's a big world. There's room for two Liverpools. I don't care. That's generous of you. Hey, that's me. Here. Uh, not wrong with that service. They must have realized who I am. Nobody keeps Bill Thorpe waiting. Oh, bosh. See you in Liverpool. You call for an AB. Okay, sign on here. You're shipping on the Laird's Glen from Pier 24. Report on shipboard at 6 tonight. <laughs> What time is it, sailor? Uh-huh. What's the time? That's about midnight. I don't know exactly. Oh, thanks, pal. Good night, sweetheart. Till we meet tomorrow. Good Do you have one? What? Oh, 
Back there someplace. A sweetheart. Oh. Oh, oh hiya, Liverpool. What are you doing here? Oh, they needed another AB. Oh. Oh, I hope you don't mind my shipping on the same trip. No, no, I'm glad to have you. Sure, sure, I got a gal, a couple of them. Half a dozen, probably. Never bothered to count them up. Big time operator. Sure. Eh? Sure. <laughs> hey. I believe you. I believe every word. Once I leaned on a ship's rail here in New York Harbor, very much as we're doing now, and listened to a young American seaman tell me that he had as many girls at home as there are lights on Manhattan Island. We're a small section of Jersey thrown in. That's a lot of malarkey. I believed him. You Yanks like to talk, but you ain't liars. You've a lot to be proud of here. And you just don't believe in hiding your light under a bushel, that's all. Under a what? A bushel. A basket. Oh, oh. No, no, we don't believe in hiding our lights under no bushels. We want them to shoot right up in the air. Look at that town spread out in front of you. What's your name? Jeff. Jeff. See all them lights and the skyscrapers and the docks and the superhighways? Ah, uh, they shout at you. They shout, look at us. Look at our lights. We're young. We're doing things, you know? I know, I know. You've never been to England. No. All I've sailed to Great Lakes. And I know Canada. Ah, uh, that's not England. That's young country, too. Like New York. Now, you'll find some things on this voyage you never dreamed of in the four Great Lakes. Hey, don't shortchange me. There's five Great Lakes. Oh, sorry. Five. If we dock at night in Liverpool... You will be amazed. Why? You won't see a thing. Not a glimmer of light. The whole city dark in front of you. No proud lights glaring. Blackout, huh? Yes. But it's more than that. Actually, it's a difference in people. New York, blaring lights and sound. Liverpool, quiet, in shadows. I think I'm going to like Liverpool. Huh. That's an odd chink in your armor. I shouldn't think you'd like anything outside the USA. I like anything that's honest. Ah, well, I hope we push off tonight. So do I. This waiting around gets me down. If we make decent time, I'll be able to have a few days in London with my grandson. He has a fortnight leave beginning Tuesday. In the Navy? RAF. Gunner in a de Havilland Mosquito. He has three ME-109s to his credit, and four more probables. Oh, a regular Sergeant York. Well, let's see it. See what? The picture. You got a picture of him, haven't you? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> right here in my pocketbook. <sighs> he's a fine lad. Yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking kid. His name's Herbert. Bart, we call him. He'll be 20 next month. I do hope we get to London in time for me to see him. Where's he stationed? At an aerodrome up in the north somewhere. They keep him rather busy. Say, what's England like? Oh, that's a silly question. What's America like? You might as well ask a man to describe the Gulf Stream. I mean, uh, how's it different from the States? Well, not greatly when you come down to it. When you cross the Atlantic, gasoline becomes petrol, and elevators become lifts. But they work the same. The money's different. Do you have a quarter? Yeah. Uh, give it to me. And you take this. What is it? A shilling. We made almost an even trade. 
You may have lost a few cents, depending on the exact rate of exchange these days. It's worth about a quarter, huh? That's right. The English money is simple. Two halfpennies make a penny. Next is a threepenny bit. Then the sixpence. Two sixpence make a shilling, or a bob. Half a crown is two bob and six. Then comes the ten-shilling note, then the pound note, which is twenty shillings, or a little over four dollars. See? No. You will. That's easy. Here's your quarter. Here's your shilling. Keep it. For luck. Okay, I will. Hey. Sounds like it's good. What time do you have? I don't have. It's way after midnight, though. Hey, hey, we're moving. In another hour, the Empire State Building will be hiding from us. Behind the bulge of the earth. Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang on. What's the matter, Thorpe? You getting green again? You never had weather like this in the Great Lakes, did they, Billy Boy? Hey, you can't see 20 feet in front of you. Hey, who's my relief? Let me see. Oh, Jeff Simon. Oh, gee, I, I hate to see old Granddad have to stick out a watch in this weather. Uh, he's a tough old baby. <sighs> yeah, I know. Well, only 20 minutes more. I gotta go back on top and count the submarines. Easy does it. I don't know exactly what happened after that. And if I don't know, I guess nobody does. Sounded like somebody jammed his thumbs in my ears. The deck quivered underneath me, then it buckled, I went half a mile straight up. And the saltwater slapped me in the back and I went under. Oh, it was really black down there. Then I came to the surface again and hunks of metal were raining all around me. The Laird's Glen just wasn't there. Nothing was there but water. May have been a torpedo. Maybe some of the junk in the hole got loose and slid into something else. We weren't carrying duck eggs down there. Or maybe we rammed something in the dark. Anyway, there was an explosion that blew me out of my pants and, and I was floating in a very large ocean hanging onto a very small stick of wood that probably got blown off one of the davits. After a long time, the sun come up. Not like thunder, but like Tony Galento rolling out of bed on the morning after he got his ears cauliflowered at the garden. Oh, it seems like a big ocean when you're on the deck of a freighter. But when you're up to your neck in salt water, there's no way to describe how big it is. There was nobody else around. No floating junk or anything. Just salt water. Well, there was one thing I made up my mind. Never, not under any circumstances, would I ship on a lousy ocean again. They could have their pretty colored posters and their vital jobs and their bridges ships. I made up my mind if I ever got back, I was going to be strictly a Lake Michigan boy. War or no war.
Yeah, what's the matter with you, Jake? Help him up. Yeah, come on, give Help him a hand. Jeez, that guy really looks... No, brother. How long were you floating, mate? I don't know exactly. I lost count. Don't heckle him, you guys. Come on, sailor. You better get some food and see the dark. Feel better? Yeah. Yeah, a lot better. And that's the whole dope, huh? You don't know what hit you, you don't know what really happened. No. Hey, wasn't anybody else picked up? Not by us. Radio hasn't heard anything. Looks like you're the sole survivor. It's a lucky thing we ran into you. Yeah. Gee, I'm lucky, all right. You know what the chances were of finding you in that pond? I'd hate to bet on a horse with odds like that, I'm telling you. And you have any papers, any identification, any valuables? No, I keep that stuff in my pants' pockets. And you can see what happened to them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, feels like there's something in this shirt pocket. Let's see. Oh. You English? No, never been to England. A guy gave that to me the night we sailed. For luck. Well, that shilling brought you luck, all right. Is that all you got? That's all. One shirt, one shilling. Hey, look, uh, Gleason's digging you up some clothes. I'll loan you some dough till we hit port. Then the guys at the NMU will put you on your feet again. Doc says you'll be shipshape by the time we get into port. Oh, brother, will it ever be good to see little old New York again? New York, nothing. We dock in Southampton. <laughs> Right down. Make yourself comfortable. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, good afternoon, sir. Hi. You're uh, Herbert Simon? Yes, I am. Well, uh, my name's Bill Thorpe. I, I have something to give you. It belonged to your grandfather. Oh, did you ship with him last crossing? Yeah. Uh, how did it happen? Nobody knows. The ship blew high at a kite. I guess I was the only guy that got out of it. Your grandfather would have had the watch after mine. He was asleep below deck, so he probably never even woke up when the alarm went off. That's good. Good. Uh, well, are you still stationed up north? Uh, yes, yes, still gunning. This is the end of my time in London. I'm training out at 4.30 this morning. Beastly hour. Yeah. Uh, when do you ship again? Well, I... I don't know exactly. Oh. Uh, how do you like London? Pretty fair. It's my first trip. I've only been here a couple of days. I'm sorry to see so much of your town got knocked around. We'll build better next time. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'll be shoving off. Well, I, I hope you have a quieter time on your next crossing. Thanks. And good luck to you and the Messerschmitts. <laughs> Just wish me the luck. Never mind the Messerschmitts. Oh, well, uh, say, I, I almost forgot to give you this. It, it was your grandfather's, really. He gave it to me just when we were leaving New York. Well, that's very kind of you. I have almost nothing of grandfather's. It would be good to have something that belonged to him. Well, this isn't much. Here. But this is nothing but a shilling. I think it's more than that, kid. Your granddad gave it to me for luck, and the way I figure it, well, it just saved my life, that's all. That's strange. It... It looks just like any other shilling. Well, it ain't, believe me. Hang on to it. I shall. Goodbye, Mr. Thorpe. So long, kid. 
Heads up. Hey. What can I do for you, sir? Look, I don't want a lot of waiting around, see? I'm an A.B. I want to sign on the next ship to New York. One way? No. Round trip. Not even a street sign. Better douse that Lucifer, Yank. Huh? Out with the light, bud. Oh, sure. <sighs> Guys, I think I'm lost. W which way is this uh, rainbow center or corner, whatever it is? Well, I'll walk you there. It's not far. Oh, thanks. Uh, but don't go out of your way. Oh, I'm not going anyplace. I'm just walking. Um, my name is Enderwood. Oh, I'm Bart Simon. Glad to know you. Same. RAF? Right. Uh, you Air Forces? No, Engineers. We just got over here a month or so ago. Do you guys really live in the dark over here? Yes, it's quite tiresome. But you get accustomed to it. We'll probably all have to wear dark glasses when they switch the street lamps on again. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> well, what's this rainbow corner like? Well, I've never been inside. It's right on Piccadilly Circus. It's where all the Yanks hang out. A, a big canteen, I presume. Entertainment? Well, I, I don't know much about it. You see, I'm not stationed here in London. I'm up in the North Country most of the while. Oh, you're on furlough. Yes, my leave's up at 4.30 this morning. I've got to be on the train to get back to the old grind. You mean, this is your last night in London and you're just wearing down shoe leather? That's right, Enderwood. What's the matter? Oh, black dog on my back, I'm afraid. Oh, sorry. Oh, here's your stop. All out for Rainbow Corner. Oh, come on in with me, Bart. Let's find out what this place is like. Oh, no, no, I, I shouldn't think of going in. Uh, that's for American service. Oh, what difference does that make? Come on in. We might find something worthwhile. Oh, no, no, I can't. Oh, really? look, look, you're my guest, then. I'll just bring you in to case the joint. Do what? Come on. Well, I, I Come really... Come on. Sure. Hey, not bad. Sort of reminds me of service club number three back in dear old Camp Crowder, Missouri. Well, I say, this is rather nice, isn't yeah, it? Let's see what's cooking, huh? Cider and donut, soldier? Sure, for two, please. Here you are. Hey, careful, Bart. Righto. Down the hatch, Tommy. Here's two, Yank. I say, this is delicious. Is it intoxicating? <laughs> Not unless it stands around too long. Oh. Don't you like the donuts? Well, frankly, old boy, I've never been able to develop a taste for the American donut. Somehow it always tastes to me like oh, sawdust wetted down and baked in a slow oven. Well, give them to me then. I'll eat them. <laughs> hey, get a load of that blonde. The one in the blue dress? You think she's attractive? Brother, you aren't just a woofing. I think she's a bit on the bright side. That's the way I like them, bright and cute. I gotta meet that gal. Oh, but she's a complete stranger. How do you go about it? Uh, through a mutual friend? Who wants a mutual friend? Here's the way we do it back home. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I, I was just watching a friend of mine making the acquaintance of a young lady. He did it very adeptly. Well, what's so remarkable about it? Well, 15 seconds ago, he didn't even know the girl. And now they're talking together as if they'd known each other ever since school days. Oh, I don't see anything strange about that. Look at us. Fifteen seconds ago, we didn't know each other, and now we're talking. Is there any magic about it? Well, I, I really don't know. It's, it's customary to be introduced, you know. 
That's a little bit silly, I think. Especially nowadays. We can't bother to be quite as formal as we used to. Please, attention, everyone. Oh, I wonder what the commotion is. Let's go and Quiet, watch. Quiet, everybody. Splendid. Quiet. We're going on the air in just a few seconds with a regular weekly broadcast of Surprise Day. Oh, All right, hold it down, gang, hold it down. Now, a lot of you are going to be asked to participate in this show, and we want you to enter right into the spirit of it and have fun. Stand by, Ken, coming up. All right, stand by, everybody. Shh. This is exciting. Isn't it, though? I'm glad we're right here in front. Yes. Hello, Great Britain. This is Ken Carpenter speaking from the Rainbow Corner on Piccadilly Circus and bringing you another broadcast of Surprise Day. There's a whole gang of American servicemen here, and we're going to fix them up with some surprise dates for a real tour of London after dark. Y'all set, gang? Yeah! Okay, let's have a volunteer from the audience. Who'll come up here on the platform? Go ahead, go on. No, 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 stop pushing me. Ah, yeah. uh, here we are, here we are. Here we have a young man in the uniform of the RAF. What's your name, Flyer? Uh, Bart Simon, sir, but uh, really, I, I didn't intend to participate. If you'll excuse oh, me... Oh, no, I'll... now, wait a minute, Bart. We aren't going to embarrass you. We're going to fix you up with a surprise date, that's all. Now, all you have to do is just reach in your pocket and take out what you find there. Well, very well. Fine. Now, uh, what did you have in your pocket? Well, now, let me see. My billfold, a few smokes, a ring of keys, a few coins, some pennies, a shilling. Uh, would you mind giving me that uh, shilling for a moment? Well, certainly not. Here you are. Ladies and gentlemen, I have here a shilling of the United Kingdom. Is there any young lady in the house who thinks she can guess the date on this shilling? Call them out, gals. 1924. Sorry. 1893. Nope. 1940. Oh, no, nobody's even warm. Any other guesses? Anybody else want to try to name the date on this shilling? Yes, I do. Uh, 1900 and... Uh, 1900 and what? Uh, nothing. Just... 1900. Right, 1900 it is. That's swell. Come on up here on the platform, young lady. Right up here to the microphone. That's it. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Rita Nelson. Where are you from, Rita? My home's in Illinois. Carmi, Illinois. Mm -hmm. What are you doing over here? Well, my, my father's connected with the OWI. That's fair enough. Uh, how did you happen to guess the exact date on that shilling? Well, I just thought terribly hard and it came to me. <laughs> well, that fixes up the two of you with a surprise date. Rita, meet Bart. Bart, this is Rita. Uh, uh, a pleasure. The same. And here's a five-pound note to go along with that shilling, Bart. I hope you both have a great time on your surprise date. So long, kids. Thank you. Okay, okay. Help me, John. Right away. Let's get out of here. Oh, hey, Bart. Oh, hello, Enderwoods. Hey, you're doing all right, mister. That gal's really a smooth number. Yes, yes, I, I found a mutual friend. <laughs> I'll say it. Good luck, Bart. Thanks. Same to you, Yank. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. Well, you shouldn't have pushed me. I hate being made a fool of. Oh, don't feel that way. It was all for fun. Well, it's no matter. Well, I, I suppose I should see you home. Well, not so soon. We've just met. And after all, I, I am your surprise date. <laughs> yes, you certainly are. <laughs> Is there another girl? Someone you're engaged to? Or... Oh, no, no. There's no one else. What about you? Do you have a steady back in the States? Well, I used to, but we broke off. Oh, that's a pity. No, it isn't. He didn't love me. He must have been blind. <laughs> Thank you. That's the only nice thing you've said to me. Well, after all, you're very pretty. You know that. I'm not so sure always. It's fun to hear it from other people. Then I'll tell you. Definitely. Definitely.
You're pretty. Even in a blackout, you're pretty. Thank you, Bart. Oh, I say, you, you American girls get me all confused. You're, you're so frank about everything. I don't mean to confuse you, but there's nothing wrong, Bart, just in liking somebody and showing it a little. Oh, let's just be ourselves. Right. You know, we don't have much time. You aren't leaving, are you? Yes, 4.30 this morning. My leave's up. Oh, Bart, this is our only date, then. Mm, I'm afraid so. And for some while, anyway. Oh, then we'll have to have fun. Lots of it. We'll have to spend the whole five quid that they gave us and really give ourselves a night to remember. That old black magic that you Oh, I'm full. I've never had so much to eat since I graduated from high school. Mm, that's the way I feel. It's rather a rare sensation these days. I suppose it's wrong of us. This is an occasion, isn't it? Of course it is. It's ride, and down and down I go. I say, let's pay the tariff and be on our way. That contralto gives me the willies. <laughs> me too. Let's go. What is your machine? Oh, thank you. Oh, I say, this precious little left of our fiver. We should have gone to Lyons. Oh, I don't care. It was fun. And we won't spend another penny all evening. Come down to Q in lilac time. In lilac time, in, in lilac, lilac time. time. Come, Come down, down to Q in, in lilac, lilac time. time. It, it isn't far from, from London. London. <laughs> then what? I've forgotten. So have I. <laughs> <laughs> well, the general idea of the poem was to come to queue in lilac time, and here we are. So I presume the poet is very happy. I'm glad the moon came up. A chunk's fallen out of it. Oh, it doesn't matter. They always patch it up again. The gardens look strange in the moonlight. All the leaves are white instead of green. This is the way the public square used to look back home in Illinois after two o'clock when the street lamps went out. Then the moonlight shone on the grass and flowers, just like this, only not so grand. My grandfather used to take me here on Sunday afternoons when I was a youngster. <laughs> he used to say, <clears throat> now, uh, <laughs> on the left are the, the botanical gardens, uh, <clears throat> and uh, on the right are the greenhouses containing tropical plants uh, <clears throat> not indigenous to these climes. <laughs> I'd like to meet your grandfather. <laughs> he passed away last week. I'm sorry. That's all right. He was in the merchant fleet. Do you know something? What? Grandfather introduced us, really. The shilling. It was his, a, a luck piece, and you guessed the date. Oh, I love your grandfather dearly. You know, I have a splendid idea. Come on, Rita, we have an errand to do. <laughs> I'm glad you were still open. Oh, it's good business to keep an ironmonger's open all aisles. And I sleep in the shop, so it's no trouble. I, I say that, that won't split open there at the top. Well, I know what I'm doing. I ate a born old through one of His Majesty's shillings. But Kipling says there's not the reason why. Oh, it's a wonderful idea, Bart. I'll put a cord through it, like a good luck charm. Mm, that's what I had in mind. You will wear it, won't you, Rita? Yes, Bart. Uh, there you are. One old drill through one shilling. 
That'll be sixpence. But they could play baseball here, couldn't they? Oh, I suppose so. The fields look to be about the same size. And when the big cricket matches are on, I suppose these stands are full of people. Hmm, jam-packed. You can't buy a ticket for love nor money. Oh, I like it this way, with just us. Hmm, it's much better. Bright moon. Is there a chance they'll be over tonight? I doubt it. Too much light. Are you cold? Not when we're like this. This is crazy, and I've only known you a few hundred minutes, and we come from opposite sides of the world, and we may never see each other again, but I love you with all my heart, and I think I always shall. You don't even know what I look like in the sunlight. Yes, I do. I have freckles. I love freckles. I think your grandfather was a very great man. Do you know what I'm thinking? Yes. Don't say it, Bart. There will be a warm noonday and a place for all the thoughts and all the words. Good Lord! What's the matter? It's 4.10. My train leaves Waterloo at 4.30. Train leaving on platform four. I never thought we'd make it. What? I never thought we'd make it. We were lucky to get that cab. What? Never mind. You're sure you're on the right train? Yes, quite. What time is it? My watch says 4.35. I'm fast. You'll pick up my duffel at the house and send it to me. I'll take care of it. We're pulling out. You have the addresses? Yes. And say goodbye to Mrs. Featherstone for me. I will. I will. And wear the shilling around your neck. Always. Hey, Moolah! Just a moment, young man. I saw that shilling first. Belongs to me. Just a minute, Bart, but I happened to grab it first, so it belongs to me. I would have been here first, but I had to climb over a number of spectators in order to reach the seat. What do you think? They brought me up in an escalator? 
Finders are keepers, my good man. Right, and I'm the finder. I beg to differ with you. I am the finder. Look, where I come from, Brooklyn, possession is 99 tenths of the law. This shilling is mine, and I'm hanging on to it. Do you understand? Now, let's not revert to the aboriginal, old fellow. Okay, then leave us not. Uh, here we are, two civilized spectators at a civilized cricket match. Am I correct? Right. From opposite aisles, we approach two vacant seats in the center of the stand. Sure, sure. Almost simultaneously, we espy a shilling of the realm lying on one of the seats. Yes, yeah, simultaneously we do that. However, by a slight fraction of time, I espied the coin before you espied the coin. Granted. Therefore, the shilling belongs to me, am I correct? That's where we come to a partner of the waves. I say that the shilling is mine. I assure you, young man, the might of British law is on my side. Might be, but I got the shilling. But I'll tell you what I'll do. Yeah, any kind of a gambler? I have probably as much sporting blood in me as any man in the United Kingdom. All right, that's fine. Then we'll bet the shilling on a cricket match, okay? Very well. Uh, what bet do you suggest? Well, uh, uh, I'll bet on them guys out there with the green beanies. Uh, uh, beanies? Yeah, them jockey hats. And uh, you take the guys with the blue beanies. If the green beanies win, I get the shilling. If the blue beanies win, you get the shilling. All right, bet it is. Uh, were you here yesterday? Was I? <laughs> no, brother, no. Well, I think it's only fair to tell you that Australia only made 233. Uh, uh, that's all, huh? Which makes the odds approximately 5 to 1 against the, uh, what you call the, the green beanies. Uh, 5 to 1? Okay, then you uh, pay me 5 shillings if the green beanies win. 4, in addition to the one that we discovered. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, by the nuts, uh, my name is uh, Orville Smith, uh, PFC Artillery. I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, uh, how do you do, Mr. Smith? I'm Major Townsend, Highland Light Infantry, retired. Ah, it's mutual. Hey, hey, what a funny-looking shilling. But I say, it's, uh, it's not counterfeit. I don't think so. No, it's good, but, but it's got a hole in it and a string through the hole. Except the string is broke. Well, perhaps it's some kind of good luck charm. Yeah, could be. Hey, uh, uh, what's cooking down there? Play's about to begin. Oh. The two blokes coming out are the opening batsmen. Uh, look, uh, Major, uh, uh, what are them sticks for? Can't they afford to catch you? Uh, those are the wickets. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, look. Oh. Nice, nice drive to the boundary. Well played, sir. Well played. Very good shot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Out of boy, sir. Uh, that's a knocking it out of the lot, sir. Out <laughs> of boy, Darosha. I say, I say, contain yourself, old boy. It's very bad taste. A little more restraint, if you don't mind. Steady, old man. Steady. Well, what's the matter? That's the way we do it in Abbott's Field. Well, it's not the way we do it over here. Oh. Hey, hey. What happened? Well, that was interesting. The bowler bowled a googly and the batsman edged it into the slips. The bowler bowled a googly, eh? <laughs> yes, the wicketkeeper missed it. The first step jumped for it. He rolled over and caught it. Well, caught, sir. It's a great bit of cricket. A great bit of cricket. Mm. You know something, Colonel? What? I'm going home. What? The, the game's barely started. Stay here, old man. I'll explain everything. You'll get the hang of it in time. That much time I ain't got. Well, what about the bet? Are you willing to concede the wager? I certainly am not. Then you'll have to stay. Hmm. Uh, excuse me, ask you, what, what's wrong with your jaw? My jaw? There's nothing wrong with jaw. Why? Well, it's, it's all swollen. Oh, that's chewing gum. Want a stick? Certainly not. Appalling habit. Did you have a taste, Danny? Of course not. Foreign substance. Tiring out good British jaws. Mm. Oh, well played, sir. Well played. Nice shot. <laughs> Why don't you have a hunk? It won't hurt you. I told you I thoroughly disapprove of chewing gum. That's too bad. It's good. Uh, what, uh... What does it taste like? 
Well, it depends. There's all kinds. Uh, this is uh, tutti frutti. Tutti frutti? Oh, really? Uh, doesn't the flavor pass away after a certain period of time? Well, after a while, yeah, sure. But uh, you'd be surprised how long it lasts. Go ahead, try some. Don't be absurd. Oh, oh, I say. Uh, uh, what's the matter now? Oh, the batsman just sent an easy catch to mid-off. He sent an easy catch to mid-off this time, huh? Uh, doesn't it wear out? What? With chewing gum. No, it can't wear out. It's rather like glue, eh? Nothing like glue. Something similar to rubber, perhaps. No, not like well, Why don't you try some of it? Certainly not. I wouldn't think of it. Well, that's your own for negative. I say, I say. That, that was a cut, wasn't it? That's better. The batsmen are beginning to find the pace of the wicket. Knocking the Australian bowling all over the place now. I'm afraid that shilling is practically mine, old boy. <laughs> I can't understand it. England only had to make 233. They were 147 for one wicket, and then the entire side collapses. I just can't understand it. I could tell them guys in the green beanies look good. Uh, besides, they're showing us good luck. You know? Well, it's, it's yours now, old boy. And here's four more to go along with it. Thanks. Maybe this will learn you not to tell an expert who's going to win a cricket match, uh, General. Here are your drinks, gentlemen. Double gins and tonics. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This round is on me. You took the last round. Uh, never mind paying now, Governor. You can settle that when you finish. Oh, that's fair enough. Another round after this, old man? Yeah. Uh, another round after this, barman. Very good, sir. I say, I can't understand it. All out, 193. The side collapsed. Look, that was nothing compared with what happened at Abbott's Field. Uh, Where? Abbott's Field, a little uh, cricket ground in Brooklyn. Uh, it was one afternoon in the 1941 series with the Yanks and the Dodgers, you see. The Dodgers is up. Uh, Moore, who is a very mean man with a curb... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, really. Oh. Moore is pitching for the Yanks, see? Excuse me, Governor. Is this American baseball you're speaking of? It ain't croquet. Well, I'm very much interested in American baseball. I'm quite a fan. Oh, a fan? Well, then pull up a chair and bend an ear. Yeah. Well... It's the last of the night, see, and it's uh, three to two against Brooklyn. Uh, Pete Reeser has just fired out the center field. That's one out. Then uh, Dolph Camelli goes down swinging. Then uh, Ducky Medwick comes up to the plate. And you know, uh, Ducky is one of the best hitters in the game. No, 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 I disagree. Joe Gordon of the Yankees is a much better hitter than Medwick of the Dodgers. You're out of your mind, Gordon. Can't bat 247. I beg to differ. Gordon can hit very nearly 300. My good fellow, if my friend here says that Gordon can't bat 247, then Gordon can't bat 247. It so happens that your friend here, sir, is very much prejudiced on behalf of his own team, the Brooklyn Dodgers. No doubt one of the finest teams in America. Oh, I beg to point out that even natives of Brooklyn refer to their own team as dem bums. Watch your language, sir. I'm sure that only a native of Brooklyn is entitled to call uh, dem bums uh, dem bums. Uh, look, fellas, if you don't Why, mind... Do you realise that the Dodgers have never had a hitter to compare with DiMaggio of the New York Yankees? Uh, oh, 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 the Yankees. Uh, there's a team for you. Rubbish. Uh, that the way. Dodgers can outbet, outfield, and outbowl the Yankees any day of the week, including Sunday. Well, you don't look, know what you're talking about. Uh, that finishes <clears> it. I shall never enter this public house again. Hey, look, fellas, after all... How listen... much do we owe you, my good man? The bill is exactly 11 shillings and sixpence. A robbery, but worth it to get out of this polluted air. Oh, good Lord, I, I left my pocketbook in me out of the trousers. I've only got five shillings on me. How much have you got, old boy? Let's see here. I got uh, six shillings, uh, and the one we found. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, 
Barman, we could only pay you 11 shillings, which is ample, considering the quality of the, of the beverage served. The bill is exactly 11 shillings and sixpence. If you can't pay, I shall be forced to summon higher authorities. Oh, I'm sorry, old man, but you'll have to part with a lucky shilling, old boy. Okay. Yeah, mister. I thank you. Look here. You owe my friend sixpence change. I beg your pardon. There was a hole drilled through the last shilling which you gave me. I'm deducting sixpence for the metal removed. You raw heap. Shh. Come along, old man. Let's get out of here. Okay. Uh, I say, uh, I'll have some. Huh? I say, I'll, uh, I'll have some. Some what? A nibble, a, a segment. I, I don't get you. A, a stick. Oh, a chewing gum. <laughs> oh, sure, here, yeah, help yourself. Oh, thanks. Uh, I say, oh, it's it's so, so bad. It's it's rather good. I like tutti frutti. Hello. I'm very sorry, ma'am, but this is not the sort of public house that serves intoxicant to unescorted ladies. Oh, I, I don't want anything to drink. The chemist on the corner has been bombed out, and I wondered if perhaps I might trouble you for your telephone. Oh, oh, very well, ma'am. The phone booth is on the far wall. Oh, thank you. Have you got change for half a crown? Yes, ma'am. There you are. Two and six. Oh, just a minute. This shilling's got a hole in it. The perforation is nothing to be concerned about, madam. I assure you it's legal tender. Oh, very well. Hello, operator. Uh, Westminster 7399. Thank you. Am I through? Hello? I'd like to speak with Colonel Jonathan Trent, please. Thank you. No answer there? Oh, well, um... Connect me with Captain Jackson's office. It's meteorology. Captain Samuel Jackson, yes. Hello, Sam. Uh, this is Grace. Oh, very good, thank you. What's cooking with you? Oh, tell me, have you seen John about the place anywhere? Oh, splendid. Let me talk to him. Now, see here, Stonewall, you can't prevent me from speaking with my own husband on the telephone. Moreover, he outranks you. Oh, I'm calling from a pub somewhere in St. John's Wood. No, of course I've not been tippling. I assure you I'm not drunk. Will you please stop being impudent and summon the Lord and Master? Hello, darling. <laughs> of course I'm not. When will you be home for dinner? Oh, no, darling, not at all. What, not Sam either? Well, what's going on down there? Oh. oh, it's all right. Dinner wasn't going to be very good anyhow. All right, John. I promise. Goodbye, darling. Thank you. Don't mention it, ma'am. Good luck. <laughs>
I don't like the way this driver negotiates corners. Why, what difference does it make? Well, after all, Sam, there is a blackout, and that calls for some caution. I'm telling you, we got the only staff car in the British Isles equipped with a seeing-eye driver. You want to get home, don't you? <laughs> Naturally. It would even be nice to get an hour or so of sleep. What am I going to tell Grace? Well, don't tell her anything. You can't. Well, of course I can't. But she'll know. She'll know the minute I see her. That damned intuition. I had the feeling on the telephone she knew. Quite a gal, your wife. I think so. So do I. Sam, I'll have some requests to make of you. I... I hope you won't think I'm imposing. Well, I've been imposing on you and Grace for ten months. If you hadn't taken me in, I'd be uh, sleeping under a nightingale in Barclay Square. How do your orders read? Oh, Sam Jackson stays right at his little old desk on Oxford Street. For me, it'll be just another routine day. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm not. Oh, it'll be much easier for Grace with you here. If we were both going over, she'd be quite alone. You'll look after her, won't you? What are you talking about, John? You'll be back in three days. Oh, there's a chance, yes. What, did they give you a pretty rough deal? Well, it's quite a responsibility, but a great honor. Well, don't worry. There's only one bullet that's got your name on it. Yes, but I can't help thinking of all those that say, to whom it may concern. After you, Colonel. No, no, no. Go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. I have to observe strict military protocol. Colonels before captains. <laughs> only in months, with an hour. Good night, driver. Good night, sir. Three to one says Grace is still up. I don't doubt it. Your wife doesn't mind very well. I know. I'll have to start beating her again. Jonathan? Yes, darling. I've brought a friend. A three-star general. Good heavens. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, John, why didn't you phone me or at least give me some... <laughs> it's no one but Sam. Oh. The immortal captain. <laughs> You know, someday you are going to come home with a three-star general, and, and I'm going to meet you at the door in a pinafore. It will be very charming. I'm sure he'll like it. What's wrong? Now, darling, I asked you to go to bed. I did, but it was terribly dull, so I got up again to wait for you. You must get your sleep now. But so must you. Oh, darling, something has happened. Something's in the air. What is it? What did I tell you, Sam? I know. She's psychic. Grace, I've been given a special assignment that will take me out of town for a few days. John. Oh, it's nothing to worry about. Really. Is... is Sam going too? No, I'll be hanging around, jumbling up weather communications. When do you leave? Well, this will be my last night at home. Oh, darling. Well, I guess I'll trundle off to bed. I gotta count my laundry. Good night, kid. Good night, Sam. Good night. dearest. This is it. Now, now, you sound like the heroine in a great B movie. Then I should come back with, yes, my dearest, this is it. The hour we've been waiting for. No, no, darling. This is a routine assignment, an everyday thing. I'll see you Friday or Saturday. You know, I'm glad Sam's going to be here. It would be terrible being all alone in the house. Yeah, Sam will be here. He'll be busy, but... He'll be here. Oh, he's a good friend. I'll never forget how furious I was when you told me he was coming to live with us. I couldn't bear the thought of taking in boarders. <laughs> As if Sam is a boarder. He's in love with you, you know. I know. Would you call it a triangle? Oh, it, it's a very nice triangle. 
with rounded corners and no sharp edges. Did you know that I'm in love with you? Are you? Violently. I have some news for you, Colonel. Yes? I'm in love with you. Oh, John, I'll pray for you every hour of every day. That will help very much. Oh, and, and I've got something for you. It's in my handbag. Here. I found this in my change today. I want you to have it. Oh, it's just a shilling. Oh, it's not just a shilling. It has a hole pierced through it. Yes, so it has. I think someone must have worn it for a luck charm. And it works. Well, how do you know? Well, as soon as I had that coin in my purse, I stepped onto the street and a cabbie said, Taximum. <laughs> do you know that's the first time I've found a cab when I wanted one since the war began? <laughs> well, there's no question about it. It's an enchanted shilling. I shall be safe as, as Achilles. Keep it close to you. I'll wear it with my identification. Be careful, John. Remember what the wise man said. This too shall pass. Hello? Grace, this is Sam. Yes? Turn on your wireless right away. Why? Just turn it on and listen. I've got a dash. Sam! And we cannot speak definitely as yet. Thus far, all reports are of Nazi origin. There has been no confirmation of the landings by Allied headquarters. Oh. However, as soon as there is confirmation, we shall advise the listening audience. Oh, I've just received word to switch over to a point of remote control. Why can't they hurry? Under the command of General Eisenhower, Allied naval forces, supported by strong air forces, began landing Allied armies this morning on the northern coast of France. John. The communique will be repeated. Under the command of General Eisenhower, Allied naval forces, supported by strong air forces, began landing Allied armies this morning on the northern coast of France. This ends the reading of communique number one from Supreme Headquarters, Allied Expeditionary Force. Get this report on the teletype right away to every station on list AD 75. Right up. And let me know as fast as they add new stations to the list. Will do. Captain Jackson speaking. Sam, this is Grace. Oh, are you all right, honey? Yes. Yes, but I, I know I shouldn't have called your busy, but has there been any word? Not yet. It's only H plus 11. Hey, look, I can't talk now, and I won't be able to get back to the house tonight, but we'll have some news to talk over soon. But there should be some word by now, shouldn't there, Sam? I'll take a refill on the coffee if you got some. Oh, of course. 
Yeah, there should be some word by now. There should have been word in 48 hours. But it's been twice that long. Why the devil didn't they send me instead of John? But no, I gotta slug it out on a teletype while he's... What is he doing? I guess there's no harm in telling you now. John was assigned to lead a regiment of airborne troops who dropped inland quite a ways up the Seine Valley on the road to Paris. It was a faint trick move to make the Jerrys think we were going to strike straight for the capital. There was almost no chance that his gang could hang on until the beachheads consolidated, you know. But John was to cut back fast with any information he could get about deployment of German troops. There's been no word. Well, there was word. They were in touch with him by radio for eight hours. Then, clunk. Not a tinkle. Are you sure? It looks bad, lady. Oh, it's not fair. You're right. We used to say all's fair in love and war. That's cockeyed. Nothing's fair in love and war. There's no reason under God's blue heaven why John should lead off the show while, while I stay home and play soldier on the telephone. And there's nothing fair about one guy getting hit and another one sliding between the bullets without a scratch. There's no reason why London should be blitzed four years while Chicago and Kansas City have all the bright lights on. Nothing's fair. They got a crazy cashier in this life. You either get shortchanged or you get too much. I'm sure he's all right. Sam, I'm certain of it. Well, don't hope too hard. It's not hope. I know. Well, Grace, it's better if you think the other way. Then if the, the long shot comes in, you can throw your hat in the air. It isn't a long shot. It's a sure thing. Sam, you know... I'm rather psychic about some things. Yeah, I know. The night before John left, I gave him a coin. A shilling with a hole in it. For luck. I've prayed. I've hoped. I've had faith. And the shilling was somehow extra insurance. But now, I'm certain it'll bring him through. That's asking an awful lot on one lame shilling. Lady, I hope you're right. Your dispatches will be off to Shafe in ten minutes, Colonel. And did you include the message for my wife? Yes, sir. I think they'll approve that, too. It's remarkable that uh, you were able to get back. <laughs> I'm thoroughly as amazed as you are, sir. I had excellent assistance. Commendably done. We'd quite given you up. I'm not surprised. Uh, I have not been eating very well the past few oh, very days. Very thoughtless of me, Colonel. If... I'll get you something right away. Uh, Monsieur Bessanson? Oui. Uh, il veut déjeuner? Déjeuner, oui, tout de suite. And Colonel, we've got some old French wine here that'll really set your ears back. Uh, Monsieur, uh, pouvons-nous avoir du champagne? Du champagne? Mais certainement. <laughs> we keep it concealed in the great, valuable stuff, you know. Yes, I know. Uh, Monsieur Besançon. Oui, mon colonel. Uh, nous ne boirons pas sans vous. Bien sûr que non, mon colonel. Maybe uh, you'd like to offer a toast, Colonel? Yes, I would. To all free men... Here, here. I'll buy that. 
Ah, delicious. Uh, monsieur... Oui, mon colonel. Pour le service. You've been listening to Shilling for Luck, an original play for radio prepared in the United States by Armed Forces Radio. The cast, in order of their appearance, Gene Kelly, Sir Aubrey Smith, Freddie Bartholomew, Lon McAllister, Shirley Temple, Ken Carpenter, Ed Gardner, Nigel Bruce, Edmund Gwen, Edna Best, Franchot Tone, and Ronald Coleman. <laughs> Armed Forces Radio Service.